Najee Harris. I want to see Najee Harris. Who wouldn't want to see Najee Harris run the ball a hundred times a game in every exhibition that's coming up? Probably shouldn't happen, though. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. The Steelers do still have four preseason games because of the Hall of Fame game August 5th in Canton. As such, it feels like there would be a bonus opportunity for Harris to get used to his offense, to get used to the NFL in general, but also, and more important than any of that, I think, for him to get used to his new offensive line and for his new offensive line to get used to each other. And as such, I feel like a strong case can be made that you'd go a little bit, not egregiously, but a little bit above and beyond when it comes to utilizing him and this new O-line. How much is too much? Well, look, if your barometer for this is how it's been done in the past, that's not really going to work because... You could get through three full preseason games and not see a sign of Marquise Pouncey, Ben Roethlisberger, some other veterans along the way. And you'd also protect the running backs, partly because one of them was James Conner and you never knew what could happen to him, but mostly because it's just, you know, it's kind of pointless. There's a lot of snaps in a preseason game. And a lot of those end up being running plays because they don't really trust their quarterbacks all that much and don't have that much to gain from watching those guys air it out. I'm Mike Tomlin. This is the approach that I'm taking. And believe me, he's not going to call for a consultation. I would have Harris and the offensive line, meaning the presumed, projected, starting offensive line out on the field to start every preseason game, including in Canton. I would make sure that I'm having them put at least something on film, a series or two or whatever it is, so that there's something for them and the coaching staff to work with on a week-to-week basis. I'm not nearly as interested in overall snap counts, but a lot more about trying different things, doing different things. You don't want to give up your entire playbook to the Buffalo Bills, obviously. But there are certain basic formations, certain things that the Steelers have done for a long time, and there are some things from the Matt Canada playbook that they're going to have to roll out or else they're not going to know if they can trust these guys. They're not going to know if they can trust these guys to set the right blocks. They're not going to know if they can trust Najee to pick up quickly enough what's going on, whether, again, it's with the NFL in general or whether it's with his offensive linemen. 
And you're going to have to achieve all of this in a way that leaves Ben Roethlisberger completely out of it. Like, if he gets one series in week three of the preseason like he usually does or a quarter or whatever, great. I mean, put him in bubble wrap. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. It's important to them that when they make you a promise, they keep that promise. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at lgkg.com. Fair number of snaps or carries, however it is that you want to break it down. I'm looking at, for Najee, I'm probably looking at something in the range of 40, maybe even a little bit more, meaning over the entire preseason. I haven't lost my mind. And the offensive line men, plural, can be out there a little longer with guys working in and out of the rotation so that they, too, can experience for him. And there, too, the coaches will be able to accumulate film. It's going to be a little bit frustrating because I want to see this kid. You know, I want to see all of this come together. Of all the fears that are out there, a lot of them justifiably held. There's nothing that touches whether or not this team will actually be able to run the football. Nothing even comes close. It's Alex Highsmith taking Bud Dupree's place, you know, depth at safety and stuff like that. None of it, none of it approaches whether or not this team will be able to run. Because if this team can, in fact, run, everything changes about the outlook that I think all of us will have. If you're thinking 7 and 10 without the run, you're thinking 10 and 7 with it. The more this kid is out there, the more reps he gets, the more comfort level he finds, the more confidence that they all find together, the better they'll feel going into Buffalo. The rest of this stuff, let's face it, we know the Steelers can do these other things. We've seen them do it. Uh, deep passing maybe we can kind of set off to the side, but I'd like to think that if they can run the ball, that that'll open up some options for Ben and the receivers downfield. But otherwise, just get this right and take advantage of every opportunity every week through August to make that happen. When we come back, just one question. question today's comes from Baithfly who asks, will TJ Watt see a bunch of double teams this year if Alex Heisman proves ineffective? And will that diminish Watt's impact on games? My temptation here, the moment you ask that, is to say, yes, absolutely. How could they not? But then, 
if you go back and look at all six games that Bud Dupree missed following his injury in 2020 and watch the attention that was paid to TJ on his side, you won't see much of it. You'll see a tight end stay in and chip. You'll see on a really specific situation, uh, a running back or fullback hang in there to try to make sure that he's got a second body to go through. But you didn't see any sort of specialized gimmick formation for him. Certainly not like what you would see uh, and what the Steelers did, you'll recall, with Aaron Donald when they faced the Rams and went with this all-gimmick offense. Matt Filer was specifically assigned to double him and all this other stuff that they were doing. TJ was pretty much just left to be TJ. Why? I don't know. I can't begin to understand that. Yes, again, some teams did a little bit of it, and it might have been a little bit heightened, but there wasn't much. And that made no sense to me. Cleveland didn't do it, meaning in the playoff game. It's mind-boggling to me. Maybe these teams looked at film of Alex Highsmith and said, well, we really can't do that. We can't take our eyes off of this guy. Or they just said, this interior defensive line is really good as well, and we can't afford to be you know, subtracting any kind of presence there as well. Uh, or else Cam Hayward, Tyson Alualu, Stefan Tuitt is going to come in there and eat us alive. But it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Again, I'd love to give you the answer that I thought you were going to get, or that you thought you you probably thought you were going to get. But this is this is it. This is what I saw with my own eyes. Now, maybe that'll change. Like you said in your question, what if Highsmith turns out to be a disappointment? What if he, let's say, starts off by being unable to seal the edge on the run? You know, it's not just about moves for an edge rusher, and it was never just about moves and getting to the quarterback for TJ and Bud. They always took care of business when it came to shutting down the running game going their way. Bud got really, really good at it toward the end of his tenure here, to his credit. Maybe something will go wrong with Highsmith and everyone will just go, all right, well, here we go. This guy's no problem. Or maybe they saw something else. I don't know. Appreciate the question. I don't get many that were, like, it's not so much your question that stumped me. The answer is what stumped me. Like, I don't understand why this would be the correct answer, but there it is. We'll have another daily shot of Steelers tomorrow. Mm-hmm.